Welcome back to Vitamin F Podcast. I am so excited you're back for another week of your weekly dose of fashion. This week, I want to talk about getting a job in the fashion industry, getting an internship in the fashion industry, what that looks like, how hard it is, um, and a little bit of my past experience and the time that I flew to LA and did an interview with Kendall Jenner and Haley Bieber's stylist, Danny Michelle. So um, without further ado, let's just jump right in today. So if you don't know already, getting a job in the fashion industry is a little bit different than like a a regular job and maybe like business finance, something like that. Um, The interview process is different. And uh, it's like, you never really know what it's going to look like. So uh, I graduated peak COVID and nobody was really hiring at that time. Like, I don't know, obviously, everybody was um, probably went through similar things if you graduated during um, 2020 or 2021, or just around that area. But getting a job was like super hard. People were actually laying people off instead of hiring people. So that was like a really just just discouraging time to like try to find a um, a job and start a career. But anyways, I graduated and I was like, you know what, like, I just kind of want to really push myself like I want to get out of Louisiana, which is where I'm from. And I didn't really know what that looked like. But I have been following all these like fashion stylists and um, celebrity stylists and designers and brands. And I like made this list of all the people that like I could only dream about working for. And then um, kind of was like, you know, made a plan of how I could get their contacts and like what that looked like. So I was like, if I can just find these people's email addresses, like maybe I can like, you know, um, either reach out to them or maybe I can slide into their DMs and see if they're interested in giving me their email. And so that's exactly what I did. I literally went on a um, hunt for all these celebrity stylist email addresses. And a lot of them, like I found, like they were like public information on like LinkedIn and things like that. Um, But some of them, I just like cold DM'd them. And I think that like if you're in the creative industry or even if you're not, like if you just want a job somewhere like incredible and you don't even know how to get your foot in the door, um, get your foot in the door. I think that cold emailing and cold calling and cold DMing like that really works so well. That's literally how I got the, uh, all of my jobs that I've ever had was from a cold email. And also that's how I got all the guests that are going to be on the podcast this season. Like I just cold emailed them and said, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm trying to do. Like, is this something of interest to you? Or in in my case, like when I graduated, I'm like, I am looking for a position. Like I am so passionate. Here's my resume. Um, here's what I can give to you. Like, please let me know if this is something you're interested in. I would love to talk further about, you know, possibly working for you. And so that's what I did. And I found Danny Michelle, um, who is Kendall Jenner and Haley Bieber's celebrity stylist. I found her email. And literally, like whenever I emailed her, I was like, she's never going to see this. Like this is just, it was like one of 10 emails I sent that day. And I was like, this is just, this. I'm dreaming here. And it's never going to work out. Well, Anyway, sent the email. Honestly, didn't think about it too much because, again, like I just in my head, I was like, it's this isn't going to work. And um, I was driving. My boyfriend lived in Waco, Texas at the time. And uh, I went to go see him. We're doing long distance. 
Uh, and I'm driving back to Louisiana after a weekend with him. And I like, I don't know why, but like, I just happened to like check my email at like a red light. And um, which like, why did I check an email at a red light? I guess like, I was so bored. I, I really, who checks her email on the road? I don't know. But I did. And it was like, you've got a new message from Danny Michelle. I'm not kidding y'all. I lost my shit. Like I pulled over. I was like, holy, holy guacamole. What the hell am I about to like? What? is this real life? Am I reading this correctly? Like I pulled over, I pulled over on the side of the interstate and read the email. And she just was like, Hey, thanks for sending this along. Um, I'm really honestly not hiring right now, but if you want, like you can send me your socials and I can keep it on file. Like if I hire in the future. And I mean, I read that and I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to make her hire me. Like, I don't really care what she says if she's hiring or not. Like I'm I'm at least going to like make her interview me. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I was on the side of the interstate, y'all. I was flipping out. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know, like, should I get out and just like, I don't know, run in traffic because I'm so excited. Like, I don't know. So I straight up was in my car and I was like, I can't send this girl my social medias right now. Like my, my username on Instagram at the time was kitty cat where you at um if you know me personally that was literally my username for like so long I just like recently changed it a few years ago when all this was going down and uh I was like I can't send Danny Michelle kitty hey here's my user kitty cat where you at let me know what you think so I'm on the side of the interstate and I literally am changing my social media username and passwords and all those things because I wanted it to be like obviously like professional and like my actual name and like not I don't know that that username like what that was so childish anyways um I changed my username and started like all of a sudden I went and got all my fashion pics of like my outfits and I started like posting them immediately I'm sure people were like what the hell what is she doing like why is she being so manic on social media right now well it was because I was trying to create an aesthetic feed because I didn't have one at the time and um it was just chaotic and I wanted it to be professional when I sent it to her or like at least showcase what I'm doing. So just a side note here, if you're like trying to get a job in the creative industry and um, you don't have anything on social media, like kind of showcasing that, I highly recommend because the first thing anybody does when they're either hiring you or like just trying to like, even if you're already hired and like you're coming on, your coworkers are going to like look up your Instagram, see what you're up to, what it looks like. And so if you're like in fashion or in art or anything kind of creative, I highly recommend showcasing that. So you're, you know, people have a vibe and a kind of idea of of your talent and so anyways I was doing I I was honestly I was like oh my god people are gonna think I'm like trying to be an influencer and like you know what even if they do so what you're trying to get a job and even I even if you want to be an influencer and you're scared to like start posting like that um you just have to like what I've had to do like to grow my TikToks and my socials you can't really care what other people are going to think like everybody from your hometown is going to be like what in the hell is she doing like I would do that if I saw somebody posting the shit I post like I'd be like what what's happening there but then if you think about the random people like that you've scrolled past on TikTok and you see what they're posting like you're not like oh what are they doing like why are they posting that they're being weird you're just like oh, okay that girl's like that's just a video. Okay. And that's what other users that are like scrolling through your stuff, they're they're liking your content and they're getting to know you more. And the people that like have something to say that's negative, I just feel like you can't really worry about that. If it's something you want to do, if influencing is something you want to do, or if creative 
industry, art, something like that is what you want to do, you can't be afraid to post your content um, because you're worried about other people are going to think. I mean, like who cares what, I don't even know, Joe who works in finance is thinking about like you and your, and your creative path. Like you just, you cannot concentrate on that. So anyways, jumping back on the bandwagon, I'm like getting off topic. Um, I obviously changed the socials, like I said, started posting more. This is all, I'm still on the interstate. This is like, we're 15 minutes in. And um, I create an email back to her and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to send it immediately. I'm going to let this sit, like come up with everything I want to say. I email her back and I'm like, hi, here's my socials. I understand you're not hiring right now, but like, I would love to come um, in person and possibly like interview with you if possible, because it's always good for them to like meet you personally. And, you know, I mean, everybody just, everybody always says, oh, we'll keep you on file, you know, if something opens up. And um, I wanted them to like actually keep me on file if something opens up. And um, so I emailed her back and I didn't really hear anything back for a while. And I was kind of like really upset about it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like down on myself, like she's, you know, not going to respond like that was just a one off thing. So I followed up with her and boom, she responded immediately. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And she said, hi, girl, like, thanks so much for sending your stuff along. Um, Everything looks great. Unfortunately, like I saw you live in Louisiana, like I'm only hiring locally in L.A. right now. And I was like, I can go to L.A. Like I can move to L.A. tomorrow. When do you want me to come? Like I responded like, oh, my gosh, you know, totally understand. But I'm open to moving. It was just peak COVID. I can't I can't move like across the United States and like not have a job, a paid, a paid and not have a paid position. Um, so that's why I wasn't already in LA, but I didn't tell her all that. I just kind of was like, totally understand. Um, if there's any way that, you know, I can fly out, like I'm, I'm willing to move. I just like need to have a position kind of nailed down before I make that move financially. And she was like, responded like a few days later and was like, again, so sorry. You seem like such a great candidate, but like it really, like we really, we need somebody in LA. And my mom told me this quote that like has stuck with me and I, it's just, it's literally my motto in life. If you know me, I'm kind of like a pusher. Like if I want something, I'm going to, I'm going to get it or I'm going to try really hard to get it. And um, this is what she told me. She said, if somebody tells you no once, you need to do it again. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like if somebody tells you no right off the bat really quickly, it's like probably, you know, they don't have time for it. It's just like a quick, no, hey, I can't do this right now. Thank you, but no. And she said, if they tell you no once, ask again. They're going to tell you no again. You ask again. And on the third or fourth no, it will change to yes because they're going to, you know, they don't have a good enough reason to tell you no. And so I was like, okay, if there's ever a time to test out this theory, it is literally right now. So I email back and I'm like, hi, totally understand. I really get it. But you have to understand I am a passionate recent graduate from Louisiana and I you know it is so hard to break into the fashion industry in the south like it's just almost impossible like please give me a chance and again she was like so sorry girl you seem great but you need to be in LA before you get in it before you get an interview I am not kidding y'all I know y'all are probably like in your head 
you're so annoying, Catherine. Like, why do you keep going? I wanted it. I was going to get it. So I asked one more time. I was like, I'm not going to bother her after this. I told her that. I was like, I am so sorry if this is, you know, if if I'm bothering you, but I just really want you to know how passionate I am. And like, I respect your decision. But if there is some chance in you that wants to give me an opportunity, like I would be so excited and I would fly out immediately. And she was like, okay, come out, fly out. I can see you next week. Uh, oh my God, y'all. I, I freaked my shit out. I literally, I'm not kidding. I was living at home in Louisiana and got that email like randomly in the middle of the day and went to my parents' wine cellar bar area, grabbed a bottle of Vouve, opened it. I literally popped it for myself. Um, I was drinking by myself. I was turned on my surround sound on my house. I was like dancing around. I have never been more pumped than her just like responding saying like, yes. And I wasn't, I think I was more excited that I didn't let her know, like be final. Like I kind of pushed back a little bit and like, I was just really excited that I believed in myself enough to keep pushing to just make sure that her no was a firm, like, you know, we can't, we can't, we're not hiring right now. And so I just, I don't know. I, it was exciting. I was super excited. And I called my sisters over and we just were celebrating and so excited. My parents took me out to a super fun dinner. This was all just because this girl said she would give me an interview, like not even a job. She was like, I'll give you an interview. And we're honestly like not even hiring right now, but like uh, you can come meet in person. So after all the celebration, it kind of like kicked in like, oh shit, she said next week. Like she didn't say like whenever you're good or when the flights are cheapest. Like she said next week. So I get on, um, you know, trying to like book my flight and I'm like, okay, I didn't think logistically about this. Like who's going to go to LA with me? Am I going to fly out by myself? How am I going to have transportation? Am I going to Uber to the interview and then fly back across the country? Like how's this going to work? My mom being so incredible and so supportive of my fashion career like she always has been um she said you know what I'll go with you and we'll turn this into a fun trip and if it doesn't work out like it'll still be like a memory that we have together and I was like okay let's do it let's go and um told Danny I was coming out told her what day I was going to be in town and she was like, okay, my assistant will be in, in touch with you and, you know, we'll give you the address the morning of your interview because I guess she just didn't want to give out her studio to, you know, I don't know, anybody and everybody. I think it's probably pretty low key because she's a celebrity stylist and you, you know, you don't want people popping up. So I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning was, but she was like, right before your interview, I'll give you the address, which was a little nerve wracking when you're flying across the country and you don't have a physical location. Uh, I was freaking out a little bit. I really, I kind of didn't mention that part to my mom because I was like, I don't want her to be like, are you getting, are you getting um, like swindled into this? Like, is this even real? So I'm packing up, trying to figure out what to bring on this trip. And like I said, interviews in the fashion industry are different than every other industry. Uh, you can't just like go buy like a professional, like corporate outfit and like wear it to an interview. You have to be dressed for the job that you want. Like think I'm thinking Devil Wears Prada. Like I've literally never been on a fashion interview at this point. And so I was like, my outfit needs to be incredible or like be stand out. It can't be safe. So I'm going through hundreds of outfits. My closet looks like 
hell in a handbasket. I'm trying on 50 different things. I finally nailed down like 10 good outfits. I completely overpacked to go to LA. I'm on the plane and my heart is beating out of my chest. I'm trying to play it cool in front of my mom because like, I don't know, it's a lot of pressure like bringing another person uh, to from Louisiana to California uh, for an interview that you very that, like you they might not even like you at all and turn you away like immediately so I was like really nervous that that was going to happen and um, I just got on the plane and y'all I got uh, you know like the movie thing like you get to pick out the movie I was like scrolling through like what is a movie that's gonna like calm me down and whatever I straight up see Devil Wears Prada and I'm like this is perfect I'm gonna play this and I played it and I don't know why you would think that maybe it would give me more anxiety, but it just calmed me. It's like, okay, this is, if it doesn't work out, like you can keep going and Hathaway kept going. I was like trying to relate Devil Wars Prada to my life and um, that's pretty stupid. But anyways, uh, we land in LA. It was gorgeous. I love LA. I think it's such a fun place. It's beautiful. You have the mountains, but you have the beach and then you have the city. Like it's such an amazing town to me, city to me. Um, so yeah, I was just excited to be there and we go, we stayed at the one hotel, uh, and that was an incredible hotel. If you're ever in LA, I highly suggest the one hotel. They have a super cool rooftop, like pool area that me and my mom hung out at and had drinks. But the morning of my interview, I checked my email and I still hadn't heard from her assistant. So like I reached out and followed up and didn't really hear back. And like, it was kind of cutting it close for my interview. And finally she emailed me back and was like, Hey, here's the address. This is what time we need to be here. And y'all, my heart like dropped, literally my butt dropped too. Like everything in me dropped. And I was like, this is real. And also I was nervous that I was getting swindled at first. Cause like I didn't hear back from anyone. And I was like, I just flew across the country and if this isn't happening and they forget that like they had an interview today, like I'm going to die. My mom is going to literally kill me and my ashes will be left in Los Angeles, California. But thank God, thank God um, her assistant responded to me and my it was the um, her studio was on Sunset Boulevard and my mom pulled up, we're in the rental car and she's like, you got this. Like you're, you're good to go. Like, don't be nervous. I'm y'all, I'm about to projectile vomit out the window. Like I, if you think about the most nervous time you've been and then times that by like 15, that was like the level I was at. I was like, I need to like check my blood pressure right now. I'm about to faint. And anyways, my mom basically like pushed me out of the car. She was like, go, you need to go in, just go in. That's so my mom, like, you got this rip off the bandaid, you know, we're not going to sit here and freak out, get out of the car. So I get out of the car. I'm like shaking in my boots, literally. Um, I go to the door. I like knock. Hi. Um, anybody there? Nobody comes to the door for a second. And finally this, so, so such a sweet girl. She opens the door. It's one of her assistants and she was so sweet. I went in and she kind of like talked me through what we were going to be doing that day. And, um, basically stylists get these like huge boxes in of inventory from like different, um, brands and like literally think about your favorite brand. And then of course they want Kendall Jenner or whoever the stylist, you know, client is wearing their clothes because they get so much media coverage. So they had boxes and boxes and boxes of all these brands clothes and they had to take inventory of that. So that's what I was doing that day was taking um, these incredible designer pieces like these the the stuff that was getting shipped to her was so beautiful. She had like the most iconic collections um 
just like hanging for her to like pick from and like put on one of her clients. And that's what we did all day. And it was so fun to touch those garments. And like, I don't know, you you don't really get to handle pieces of that caliber like too often. And so that was like super fun for me. I was like dying over all the designer names that I was pulling out of these boxes. And um, anyways, it was just, it was a fun day. And I, and I did learn a lot and the girls were so nice to me. Uh, and everybody was just amazing. And it was such a fun experience. The end of the day came around and my mom picked me up and uh, we went and celebrated at, I forget what the name is, but it's like Lisa Vanderpump's place in, um, in Beverly Hills. And we went and had drinks and all that kind of stuff because I'm obsessed with Housewives of Beverly Hills. And uh, it was, it was a really fun time. And I, you know, like I was just proud of myself for, for getting out of my box. And even if I I remember my mindset at that time, it was like, I really do want this, this internship. It was just an internship. It wasn't even in like a full-time position. She was like, I, I, I mean, I was like, I really want this internship, but what I'm the most proud of is that like I really went out of my comfort zone and out of my box and went into something that I knew not zip zero nothing about and I just like did it and so I was just happy to be there and um, it ended up being a great trip I flew back to Louisiana and hadn't heard from Danny um, so I just kind of responded to her and was like hi, like just following up, you know, the team was so awesome. It was a great experience. Like, let me know your thoughts on, you know, if you're hiring or if you're open to hiring me, like, even though I don't live in California, uh, just like kind of let me know the next steps. And she just responded and was like, my team loved you. You did a great job. The girls had nothing to say but positive things. Like I told you earlier, you know, I'm not I'm not hiring out of state right now. I'm not even hiring. I'm fully staffed and it's COVID. So things are super slow. She was also about to have a baby. So she was like, I'm going on maternity leave. And, um, you know, what, what it, it, it was just going to be a slow time. So she was like, we're going to keep you like, thank you for, you know, flying out and doing all this. And we will we have a file and we're going to put you in there. And if some position comes up, then, you know, we'll we'll reach out and let you know. And of course, like I'm, I'm I was like, you know, I was sad by that. I was like, damn, I really, really wanted to do that. Um, but it really was a blessing in disguise. And like I'm I'm telling you guys this because even though, of course, I wish I could have worked for Danny Michelle and like I wish everything would have worked out and I would have already been in LA and like things would have been an easy transition. I, without doing that, like I, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I ended up getting an amazing job and, um, at, for a couture fashion house. And I, you know, worked in so many areas at that company and learned so many different things. Um, and, and learn so much about the workforce in general and how, how it all, how adulting, like I, I just, that experience, that job that I took after the whole Danny Michelle, um, interview was, it was the hardest job that I've ever done, but it was also a job that probably taught me like the most about being an adult and working in the fashion industry and how things really are. And, um, and I wouldn't have been able to experience that if I got that if I got that job with Danny. And so um, I don't know. I think that this is this was a huge lesson for me. And that's why like failure is definitely so scary. And I just went to brunch with one of my um, really close friends, Chessa, if you're listening to this. Uh, 
I just went to brunch with her and we kind of talked about like how scary it is to take risks and like how you calculate those risks and if it's worth it. And we basically talked about how it's really stressful to take risks. Like it's not a comfortable thing. You're not ever like, oh, this is a risk. Like, oh, you know, I'm probably going to do great at it. It's like you. it's a risk because you feel like you're going to fail at it. And I think that those risks that you feel like you may fail, but if you if there are really great positives to it, then I'm like, even if you fail, something's going to come of it. And that's how what what happened to me in this situation is like, I didn't get the job. And that's why I went there and flew there. But I got to me much more out of it um, by just going and pushing myself and putting myself out there and um, getting myself in front of somebody like super iconic. And in that one day of, of, you know, working for her, I learned so much about myself and the fashion industry. So uh, this is just kind of like a note to not be, a fa- not be afraid of failure and take risks. And I think you can relate that to your everyday wardrobe. Like if you want to bring it back to just fashion in general, like everybody gets boring of the same old, same old. If you feel like you're weird for wearing a certain outfit, wear it. Like there's no, I cannot count the amount of times that somebody like has been like, what in the hell are you wearing? I don't really care. It makes me feel good that day. And it may not even be like, I have a fashion podcast and it may not even be the best fashion that I wore that day. Like it could, honestly, it could not be a good outfit, but I was experimenting and trying new things. And I think that that's what everybody should be doing in their wardrobe and in their closet. And also just in your life in general, experiment, try new things. Don't stay in your box or else, you know, life flies by in the blink of an eye and you just don't want to let those things go. Like you want to look back when you're 70 and be like, damn, I really, I really did that. Like I, I wanted to do a, B, and C, and I did it. And yeah, maybe not a lot came from it and I didn't make money off of it or I didn't whatever, but at least you can say I, it wasn't about that. Like it was for me. So I think that was what I really wanted to say today. Working in fashion is hard. Working in any creative industry is hard. And I am here with you. I understand everything you're going through. And if there's one piece of advice, I would say it's have a record on social media of all of your creative work, what you're doing, what you're interested in, what your vibe is. Secondly, of course, put yourself out there. Apply to those jobs that you don't think you're going to get. You might get a response back. Cold email those people. Have a resume. Have a cover letter tailor it to each of those um, whatever you're applying to. Don't just like have a blank one that you just send to everybody, like tailor it to those companies and something's going to come and be worth it. And yeah. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Vitamin F and I can't wait to see y'all next week. <laughs>